Hey everyone, I'm John and this is Mike. What up? We're excited for you guys to be here listening with us where we believe that no matter how average you think you are, you always have the potential to make a difference in someone's life. All right, so this week, Mike, we're gonna uh, be talking about uh, books that have influenced us and um, maybe what that means in our lives and how that can, you know, uh, again, as we think that uh, no matter how average we think we really are when it comes down to it, you know, we can make a difference in someone's life. And so how do those books that have influenced us, how can we help maybe influence other people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to admit, though, before we get into this, like, I don't, I don't do a lot of reading. Okay. Um, okay. So the books that I do read are uh-huh. really memorable. You know okay. what I mean? Like sure. they're, they're memorable books. Okay. Then they I'll have a profound start impact. The question off is when was the last time that, or when was the last time you read a book? <laughs> uh, are we saying like read as in, uh, you know, like sit down, flip pages or read as in, you know, like listen to it. Like what are we, what are we uh, reading? Either, I think either, or I think both, um, they both have their sides of the argument, but I would, I include both because I do listen to a lot of books. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I would say the last time I read a book, uh, has been in the last month. Okay. Read the last arrow by, uh, Erwin McManus. Ooh. Okay. Pastor out in uh, Southern California. Sure. Mosaic church. If you're familiar. I have with heard that. of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah. So, um, so has this book influenced you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I don't want to say too much and give it away for all of our listeners, but, um, basically, basically my, my takeaway was like, keep going. Like why stop? Don't stop. You know, just, just go and, uh, and keep going until you hear otherwise, you know, don't, don't just say, all right, I'm done now and and be done with it. But you know, like keep going, keep pushing. Okay. Okay. Um, And and that's, that's influenced me for sure. Okay. So keep going, keep going, keep going. So maybe uh, ask this kind of play the devil's advocate. Um, What does it mean when things are not working out? You know, um, and even, you know, even in relationships and things like that, um, they are definitely not working out. Um, what would you say to somebody like that? When things aren't working out, uh-huh. I would say uh, you can only control your, your part of that or your side in that, in okay. that situation, right? So, uh, so you, keep, you keep going. You keep doing you. Um, uh, and it's on the other person to to accept that and receive that if it's a relationship thing sure what if it's um maybe a schedule or something that you have created and you know you're saying go keep going keep going keep going but it doesn't work with your family you know or their life or whatever well i mean i guess it depends what the goal is right or what the end result you you're hoping for is okay uh, so so it, you're not, I, I doubt many people are sitting there saying, 
uh, I want to have a schedule that looks this way. And if I get a schedule or a day that looks exactly like this, like I've achieved something. Uh, I think most people are saying, I want to get to to this place in life. And in order for that to happen, an ideal schedule would look like this, right? So it might be reevaluating or adjusting uh, those little things to get to the bigger end goal or, or the, the result that you're looking for. But, but keep doing what you're doing. Uh, keep finding a way to get where you're going mm-hmm. uh, and, and be willing to adjust along the way, the little details. Sure. I, I know that um, from my viewpoint, and this could be totally wrong, that sometimes when we pivot and or move things um, that are not seemingly working, and as you are saying, you know, adjust them, um, what would you say to those people that, you know, are, um, that it seems like that they are um, maybe quitting? They think that a pivot and or an adjustment is a quit. So what would you think or say about those people? Uh, again, it comes down to, um, are you still working towards the same end goal, right? Like a, a pivot is reevaluating and saying, Oh, you know what, there's a better way to do this or a more efficient way to do this or a faster, you know, whatever the pivot might be. It's not a quit. It's a, Oh, you know what? I'm not going to keep making the same mistakes and doing the same things over and over that aren't getting sure. you where I want to go. Okay. So have uh, you, have you seen, uh, or have you created a pivot or an adjustment such as this, you know, that may apply, um, instead of theoretically, um, because we can, you know, you can talk theoretically all day until the cows come home. If you have cows, um, <laughs> that's a dead joke for y'all. Um, yeah, yeah. or, you know, what does that, you know, what does that look like in real life? You know, I, I'm thinking we've all had to, to pivot one way or another in this current season that we're living in Okay. with, uh, with safer at home orders and things like that. You know, uh, this, this pandemic has really affected routines and rhythms and best practices that we have ingrained into us. And so we've all had to pivot one way or another. So, you know, practically for me, uh, I had plans. I had things I was working towards. I had somewhere I was going, you know, dreams and aspirations. And, uh, and it wasn't a put those things on hold and wait until this ends. But it was, how do I keep working towards that place in new and innovative ways? Or how do I, how do I assess uh, if this is still the best course of action? Uh, and, and so that's the pivot there. It wasn't a, oh, I'm just going to give up. It's impossible to do this right sure. now. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. and that would be a quit to say like, yeah, I'm not sure. going mm-hmm. to pursue this anymore. And let me also say, sometimes quitting is the right thing to do. You know, like don't, don't associate quit with um, failure. Sometimes okay. quitting, quitting can mean uh, that you've reached the end of a, a season. And, and so it's not a failure. Uh, but I think a lot of times we we say, if you quit, you are a failure. Quitting equals failing, mm-hmm. and uh, and sometimes yes, that's true. Sometimes no, it's not. And so you got to evaluate each situation, each outcome mm-hmm. based on on where you're at and where you're going. Would you, uh, in the midst of this, um, some people could argue that you're kind of changing what you're learning. Um, that you never what do you mean ever by that? changing what I'm learning, um, like that you never quit. 
you know, you're okay. never, you know, never quit, but you're saying sometimes the failure of things is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you, um, how do you blend those two, you know, together? Um, because I mean, I, I think that that is a reality of life that sometimes you do fail, but I think it helps, you know, and so you have to quit, um, you know, and so how does that look? I, I mean, it really, it, it all comes back to the the end goal. Where are you okay. going? Sure. So if, if your target is remaining the same and you fail, it's an opportunity to learn and to grow and be better. Sure. Or an opportunity to try something else and to fail at that. You know, like every, every failure, if the target remains the same, is an opportunity uh, to come out better and wiser for, uh, for reaching that target. Sure. If the target's changing, if, if, it's not a, if it's not like a static thing that you're chasing after, um, then, yeah, you fail and, and you move on. And that's, you know, that's a little bit different. But there's still opportunity to learn for future Sure. Uh, potential, okay. you know, places mm-hmm. you're going. Mm-hmm. I actually just finished a book called, um, and I listen to books quite often. A book that I have just finished listening to because I have somewhat, in a way, created a habit of listening to books instead of actually, you know, picking up physical books um, because I'm able to almost instantly download them as compared to ordering them and then waiting for it to get here. Um, I actually uh, finished uh, Malcolm Gladwell's talking to strangers. It was recommended to me. Um, I'm usually a big fan of Malcolm Gladwell. However, this book, I wasn't really a fan and I don't think that the, the book to me, as I listened to it, and re-listen to actually the first couple uh, the last couple of chapters i don't feel like it actually resolved anything but just talked Mm -hmm. about how uh, we're not very good with having conversations with strangers which i think is actually a very interesting and brought a lot of enlightenment to me in the midst of the pandemic that you were speaking of that you know things have shifted and changed and adjusted um and what does that you know look like for all of us and it has helped me to understand how to maybe respond to people um at my job that i'm communicating to a lot of people that i actually don't know they are quote unquote just customers to me you know yes i want to serve them and help them um but they are customers that i don't really know and not you know someone that i would deem as a friend such as you Hmm. And I, so when you say a stranger, you're not meaning like a brand new person you've never met before. You're meaning like there's uh, the relationship isn't at a level where you would, you would say that you have a friendship. Oh, no, I would. I mean, I, I think across the board, um, anything under a friendship to me would be a stranger, such as say, if you went to the same grocery store the same day of the week, every week, and you saw the same cashier, that person Yes, you may know their name and uh, share pleasantries, but you really don't know much about them besides the fact that they work that same shift all the time, you know, and right, you right. Know, some small things. So, right. I mean, that would be a stranger. Um, and so this book is, you know, really talking and talked a lot about how um, 
in the midst of our conversations with strangers that we don't actually do a very good job of seeing it maybe from, I believe what Malcolm was trying to say is from their point of view and things that they are going through and maybe how to read those strangers as well. Because it's not just what I'm bringing to the conversation, it's what you uh, or myself and you are bringing into the uh, conversation. Um, and you know, he talked about um, some examples that he gave were um, a lady that moved from uh, the Chicago area to Dallas and um, how she was pulled over. And then a couple months later actually committed suicide um, wow. from this, you know, it, from this experience, but it was, you know, yes, there was some backstory that was brought into light at, later in the book, wow. um, but how the police officer um, was trained in one way, but didn't communicate well for that specific person. And in that instance, you know, and so it's this, mm. you know, the give and pull of um, people. And I am, what I'm taking from it is you, we have to f kind of find a middle ground of where I'm in, I'm coming from and not assume where this other person is coming from, because mm -hmm. I may look distraught in a conversation with a, um, at the grocery store and someone might think, oh man, that guy's angry and he's going to hurt somebody. Right. But actually my heart and my what's happening inside internally is um, someone might have passed away, you know, or something tragic happened that I'm not doing anything physically. I just look like I may do something physically. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I think, you know, and we a lot of times misread each other because we do give each other, which is a great thing. We do give each other the benefit of the doubt. Hey, did you steal my CD out of my car? I don't know what, 20 years ago? No, <laughs> you know, um, no, I didn't, but I might read in your face that you did, um, you know, and I need to, I, I think find the very thin balance, the tight rope walk of what you're going through and what I'm going through, what I'm reading and what you, maybe you are sending off as a person. Does that make yeah. sense? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about my parents, right? So, uh, my dad, he, he'll have this little smirk on his face, or other times he'll be very serious and mm -hmm. focused, and you know, and it's, it's so interesting because my mom will, will then poke and and pry and say like, "What's going on? What are you doing? What are you thinking about? You know, is this something wrong? You know?" And she wants to know what's mm -hmm. going on, mm -hmm. and uh, and he'll be like, "I don't." I don't know what you're talking about. Like nothing's, nothing's up. You know, I'm just sitting here. And okay. she's like, well, but, but your face, yeah. your face says this. Sure. You know? Yep. <laughs> and I think so many of us do that, you know? Yeah. And, and I, yeah. And I mean, I know that I have uh, in years past have heard that if somebody is um, lying to you, that they will not look you in the eye, you know, mm -hmm. and they will challenge accepted. <laughs> so if you're not looking someone in the eye, you know, it says, from what I learned in previous conversations and in learning growing up, they're lying to me. They're not telling me the truth. They're trying to hide something because if you can see into someone's eyes, you can't like, it's almost impossible to lie, you know, looking straight. However, I mean, there are people, maybe your dad and maybe one of them where I might be thinking something, 
but my facial expressions are not the same. They're not receptive, you know, and they're not um, mimicking each other. And so you have, you know, finding that realization in that, you know, is I think very hard. And not only is it, you know, that I have to do it when I'm physically with you, but now in our digital age, I have to now read between those lines through some text through a social media platform, you know, which I have tried my best to learn to not actually have a deep conversation through uh, social media. And I have actually in, in the midst of all this pandemic and as uh, states and cities are uh, opening up or still having restrictions and things like that, I've actually held myself back quite a bit from responding to conversations because one, I don't think that they're worth it and they're not going to go anywhere and benefit me. You heard it here, folks. He doesn't <laughs> think they're worth it. So I don't think that um, me posting about something of that nature, you know, is, you know, uh, is going to be worth it to be able to express that because people are probably not going to, you know, one, I don't know when they're going to respond and I not, might not be around to respond at, you know, that right time. Mm -hmm. And I, um, and in thinking about that, I've actually relented and or deleted things of posts to be able to say, you know what, this is more of a conversation, I think, face to face, or just to enlighten myself in the midst of this time period, because, you know, we're in such a crazy time frame that, you know, there's so many opinions, so many other things that are going on that I think could be better um, dealt with, you know, face to face, even with uh, conversations outside of, you know, politics and whatnot. I, I actually do my best to have a phone conversation with that person, whether it be, hey, I don't really like you or how you did something, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> How's you know, that go for you? Like, yeah. hey, yeah, can we yeah, talk? I don't, like I don't like you. Yeah. Um, it goes great. <laughs> great. I mean, I don't like them anyways. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but I mean, you and know, friendship is over. And the friendship's over. Um, I think that, you know, those, I think those pivotal moments are best dealt with because uh, face to face as much as we possibly can, whether it's a phone conversation, video call, or actually face to face when we're out of lockdown. Um, you know, because again, you know, you can't read the a tone through text messages, um, you know, and things like that. And there's so much going on um, that, you know, that's too big of a um, too big of a loss if it's not done, I think, correctly. And I think that doing it in a better way um, is more beneficial. Um, uh, you know, I think doing it uh, physically and or verbally with each other is a better way to handle things like that. So that's you're, uh, you're such an old man, though, in that way. Like, yeah, think about right. It. So, so younger, younger, uh, you know, like mm -hmm. high school students mm -hmm. these days, college yep. students, even yep. those uh, mid 20s. Uh, they prefer uh, the the social media uh -huh. platform. They prefer the text, FaceTime. Sure. You know, uh -huh. uh, Zoom is kind of an older person thing, I would say. Uh, but but younger folks, they prefer not to have those in person. You know, I can reach across the table and sure. punch you in the face conversations. They prefer 
uh, that uh, that distance, even though maybe sure. there isn't distance in the mm-hmm. conversation. So, uh, so are you saying that you wouldn't have those conversations um, over like a FaceTime call or something like that? Or you I mean, would- I would do I would do a, a, a FaceTime call or a video call if that's you know, I, it depends on. I think there's a lot again. There's a lot of dependence upon schedules and physical distances between each other. Um, I have a brother uh, that lives in California and I have another Mm -hmm. brother that lives in South Carolina. So, you know, I can't just only talk to them face to face and have deep conversations. I will, you know, do zoom or whatever uh, FaceTime works as well. Um, You know, depending on, you know, each person and, you know, the circumstance. I, I do I do agree and I do know that you know uh, people that are younger than us so probably generation Z and or the lower Millennials um, are not wanting to have a you know face-to-face or a phone conversation mm-hmm. uh, but I think I from my experience it's a bet you I have a better uh, return on investment it's okay. awkward it's weird but I've I have better relationships because of that, because I know that person and I know how to, uh, again, read and or ask the right, maybe a better question, you know, in trying to read someone's face, but not reading too much into their, you know, into their actions, yeah. you know, such as, you know, what you are describing from your father. Yeah. Yeah. Now to be, to be fair, my, my dad literally will have nothing going on in his mind and just be making funny faces. Sure. Right. So, you know, I think I've heard it, I've heard it said multiple places that like men have the ability to think about nothing. And my dad lives that out daily. (laughs) So, uh, so this is interesting. So uh, what I found interesting too, just with these uh, conversations is the last several weeks, having all these conversations via zoom or video or whatever uh, that, that there's some people that they just feel more comfortable and confident and outgoing than I've ever seen them when I have a face-to-face conversation. Have you noticed that as well? Hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just very, it's very interesting to me. I don't know why, you know, I'd, we'd have to invite one of those people onto this awesome podcast and interview them, I suppose. Uh, but I've just, that's been an observation that I've had the last several weeks now. Hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that this helps. I help, I think the connecting, you know, definitely helps uh, further relationships as well and making sure that they are, you know, we're always in the middle of a conversation. I think with a lot of people, I mean, not, hmm. you know, obviously not, tons and tons of people because that's just overwhelming and time consuming and some people do have jobs um you know uh, but i think it's definitely worthwhile to spend time uh with each other and whatnot i would agree with that i'd agree with that for sure okay so mike as we wrap this up and think about you know what you know as we are talking and what I think that maybe our next conversation could be something along the lines with um, what communication might look like 
in the future and or now, you know, in 2020? And how do we, <laughs> you know, in the midst of calling people or texting them or doing FaceTime or Instagram lives or, you know, whatever. And so maybe what communication and social media connecting and all that stuff looks like now um, and maybe in the future, what we maybe project in a way it might look like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, definitely, definitely ties in with our sense of community. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, do you, have a, do you have a small, close-knit community, or do you see your social network uh, connections as a community? You know, so definitely all different kinds of ways we can go there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, we will see you guys soon. No matter how average you think you are, we always have the potential to make a difference in someone's life. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Boom. Oh.